0: Episode 466, can you treat anxiety, depression, and insomnia with brain stimulation? That's what we're going to find out today with Kelly Roman. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, dragging down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of the number one men's development podcast that is now a best-selling book, Awaken Your Alpha, Tales and Tactics to Thrive. And it is my mission to share you the real stories, the useful stuff, the juicy stuff, and the reality of what it takes to thrive Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. This episode is sponsored by the Talk Accelerator. Increase your influence, income, and impact. If you've ever thought or dreamed or wondered what it would be like to do a TEDx Talk, you can do that. So head over to talkxcelerator.com forward slash masterclass and you can get this completely free 45-minute training masterclass on how to become a TEDx speaker and thought leader in under 12 months without desperately chasing and wasting your time on the wrong opportunities. That training is brand new for 2021. You can jump over there. It really digs into the three key secrets to landing your own TEDx talk. Get an unfair advantage on the competition. All right, have a great week. Amplify your message and amplify your mission. Get to the podcast. Okay, enjoy the show. This week, we're talking about some brain stimulation. We've got Kelly Roman on the line, and he is the founder and CEO behind Fisher Wallace Laboratories. They are all about wearable brain stimulation. This can be used to help depression, insomnia. We're going to find out more about it and how we got into that. Firstly, Kelly, are you ready to awaken your alpha today?
1: Oh, yeah. Let's go. Awesome. (laughs) So that was
0: quite a brief introduction. You know, you're really focusing on something. Is there anything you'd like to add or
1: highlight? What are you all about? Oh no, that's it. Pretty simple in a sense, but complicated as you go deeper. I mean, brain stimulation uh, wearable is that's FDA regulated is what we make. So you know, we are regulated. We're not a, a, what I would call a wellness brand. We're or or a, or a medical device uh, but it but it's used much like you would if you know Fitbit made it it's 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 non-invasive it's easy to use it's it's comfortable.
0: Okay so let's touch on your origins so was like how did you get into that and like where are you speaking to me from today and a
1: little bit about the journey Yeah my journey is as i think you know with most entrepreneurs there's no uh or everyone there's there's yeah. no um repeated path I, I but so for me i went to harvard a long time ago uh i i was actually an english major i i came out and um worked in children's mental health uh, that was kind of my first time being exposed to the mental health industry i i worked at a um rehabilitation center for kids who had been removed from their homes because of abuse or because the parents were imprisoned and then and were not able to be taught in the public school system because of their behavior. So Mm. Uh, I did that for about a year and a half, very hard work, very rewarding, left that and uh, it didn't pay very well as unfortunately. No, I, I but- had
0: an experience because I used to be a teacher and then I did a, a while, a few years where I was uh, in, like pupil referral units and right. you know, where they'd been removed from school because of their behavior and then yep. most extreme one I was at was where it was, you know they had been removed from their parents and, everything and taken away because either their yep. parents were in prison or you know yep. their you know, they're at risk being with their parents. So that was, yeah, very intense, um, but yeah, rewarding. Yeah, Yeah,
1: because you see, if you can be a role model and you really, you know, the kids want to have role models, you know, and and they want to be able to trust. And that was the biggest part of the job is being someone that they could trust and look up to. I ended up going from that into working in media, worked for a a venture-backed software startup that was doing Avatar early avatar work and then I kind of took a break for, um, well, not really a break, but I, I I kind of got out of corporate world and wrote a book for Collins a uh, graphic novel, actually. Um, oh, cool. Where I, uh, I wow. adapted. a. Didn't uh, see that one coming. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not, not typical for a medical device executive, but I adapted The Art of War. So Sun Tzu's. Yeah. Famous treatise, and that and that was a multi-year project, and I, I turned that into a, a sci-fi graphic novel. And so, one of the things about that, I ended up reading the Art of War probably 200 times. Uh, you know, having to adapt it into a yeah. modern context. So, and so how we, did that come together? Did you approach them? Did they approach, like what I did? I did. I did. did so, I, I I actually had worked when at Nielsen. Um, one of their divisions was a book with they own Kirkus Reviews. And at the time they owned something called uh, the book standard and i I was actually involved in creating marketing campaigns for publishers uh for publishing companies um for some of their bigger books uh and and so I had a little bit of a sense of the business when I was at harvard actually uh and and before that in high school i big visual arts and and writing obviously it was creative writing and so i I wanted to do a book and i but i you know I also knew I needed to have or want, I wanted to have something kind of um, to adapt into a graphic novel because I was into that. And the Art of War, when I re- read it the first time, I was like, "This is great stuff," but it's 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 pretty dense and it's kind of hard. You can't really s- sit through and read it like a book. I thought that was an interesting challenge. I really liked the book. was published in two thousand twelve. So figure I was working on it ten years ago. Where there's a lot of attention on China, the economy, the, you know, getting bigger and bigger. Yeah eventually surpassing the u.s you know there's a lot more talk of that so it just seemed like the right time um to adapt that 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 kind of chinese text. so i i got i was able to get an agent and then um uh people the publishers were pretty receptive it was a good strategy to kind of adapt that um and i mean how's that work do you have to get permission from you know no. the original book or no you no so you it, i i used uh a, a famous translation that has been around for a hundred years, so public domain as well. There are more modern translations where, if we wanted to use them, you'd have to get um, rights to those. Yeah. But but I use kind of a public domain uh, translation, and I smart. I ended up what's what's that? I'm saying smart. yeah, yeah. No, it, it was it was the only way to do it really, and and I ended up embedding about eighty percent of the whole text into the book, uh, except there's this whole Kind of crazy uh you know violent exciting science fiction story where sun tzu is running what's essentially kind of the largest hedge fund in china and he's using he's he's militarized the financial markets and uses uh you know drone technology and all kinds of other biotechnology oh, kind of,
0: <laughs> i really updated it yeah, yeah.
1: And, and uh and that was a you know, I, again I I didn't make a fortune doing it, but it was they paid us enough in advance where I could hire an illustrator and do the book right and um That's brilliant. And it was well reviewed and everything and yeah, I bet it's really ignited, a good couple
0: it. of years, good creative couple of years as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: It was optioned. We we got optioned uh for TV and you know, at some point those things can take twenty years sometimes yeah. to play out. But but after I was finished with that, I I was then kind of ready to come back into uh you know, an entrepreneurial type of thing, and I, I've always kind of felt like I needed to be my own boss. I never really fit well into um, large corporations, even though I worked for them. I went onto the Harvard alumni network, and this is one of the benefits of a of a good education. They, they have great alumni networks, and there is a guy, Chip Fisher, whose partner, Martin Wallace, had just passed away uh, about a year into this brain stimulation device project that they had called Fisher Wallace, each of their last names. And, uh, I, I met with him and, uh, we, we connected, we got, he's 18 years older than me. Um, so basically generation above, but we, we had good rapport and, and, um, and when he told me about this device, that had already obtained FDA clearance to treat depression. I mean, at the time I was taking antidepressants, I was taking Mm. Zoloft. Um, and i wasn't really enjoying the zoloft experience i mean it was uh i did feel some antidepressant effect from it in the first few months but i also had yeah. a weird side effect where i i no matter how much i ate um i would never felt full and well, and
0: yeah well i mean i touched on that as well I usually ask like what was one of the most challenging periods of your life you just mentioned obviously you were no. depressed there, or you was on antidepressants. No. How long were you in that kind of, that kind of place, and, and, and how did you get out of it, Amalie? Well?
1: Oh, I've, I've been, I would say I've been, you know, I don't, I, and I stopped taking antidepressants shortly after that, because I started using the device, and, and not that I'm not, you know, hair club for men, I use it, but it did work for me. Yeah. Um, and, and that was kind of why I was also so interested in, in, in getting involved. But, yeah. but, but I, I had been on and off antidepressants um, since, since college it was just more of like a heaviness that I would feel almost like cyclically cyclically. And, and also sometimes it would just, it would be like a pressure, like a pressure in my head. Um, Or I would have a really hard time getting out of of bed. These are some of the typical symptoms actually. And, and it wasn't because of like a a particular life event, I think, you know, without getting into too much detail, I, you know, my, my, my parents had a pretty rough, uh, time of it uh, for for a period of time when I was I think pretty impressionable and I think that that was probably there's a lot of residual I think you know stuff from that and and I, I think a lot of people have that and yeah. and 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 you create you know defensive behaviors and and internal you know compartmentalization of emotions and stuff as a result of that and and that can get get to be quite a burden as yeah. you get older. And I had tried talk therapy. I'd actually done that for a while. I I found it a little helpful, but it just didn't, you know, and maybe it just didn't have the right therapist to talk to. It was also freaking expensive, right? (laughs) And And I was just like, this is ridiculous. I can't really afford this, you know? Adds to um, some pressure, yeah, a <laughs> different kind of pressure. Yeah. You know? yeah, I mean, so the device really helped me. It had helped my partnership, too. He had a different set of, he had seasonal affective disorder. I guess he ha- still technically has it, but he's able to treat it with the device. Yeah. The other thing that kind of compelled me was the story of it, which, which is that it was actually developed in the early 90s and got FDA clearance in the early nineties, but because the early nineties were also when all the antidepressant drugs were just t- totally took all the oxygen out of the marketplace. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, Prozac was in the eighties and you had Lexapro in 1990, and then, you, you know, you had a series of other ones. And and so the inventors of this device, they're two electrical engineers and Chip had bought the patents from the off them at least one of them had passed away at the time. They were actually in their 80s when they when they got oh, this device wow. And But they had a very difficult time trying to commercialize it in the 90s for these reasons. They were go- going up against these multibillion-dollar drugs. And, and we are still going up against them, but we're going up against them in generic form and in a culture now that understands all the side effects. I mean, that was the thing that people yeah. didn't really recognize as much back then and and i think now it's widely known and there's been retrospective studies that have gone back years and
0: and there's definitely there's definitely a good portion of people who are like will try and do anything to avoid taking a pill i thought that's
1: absolutely (laughs) especially you know if you're if you're in college what you want to gain weight and have sexual side effects (laughs) you're kidding those are the two worst things right you could (laughs) possibly ask a college student to endure for depression treatment, so so anyway, to make a long story short, we we got these assets that were actually pretty amazing, but they hadn't really had their time yet. And so, um, I was saying then when you came into the picture, it sounded like you know it was all adversity is
0: coming again in terms of obviously the, the original partner died, so then yeah, you picked it up.
1: You know, I, I was able to, I applied my kind of marketing skills. We couldn't raise any venture capital because it, it was, it, we, we tried a little bit, but, but we, for venture capital firms don't like hardware. They don't, and, the, and if there are VC firms that fund medical devices, but they're like hardcore medical devices, like heart stents and things that are yeah. expensive. So I was able to build at first an e-commerce business, which is what I was originally skilled at. And I began teaching myself the regulatory process not just from a book, but uh, we hired some of the top uh, regulatory folks. We started building awareness for the device just in New York. We had a couple of psychiatrists at Columbia University uh, were interested in the device. Um, they started prescribing it. They started giving feedback to other psychiatrists. And so it was kind of a grassroots psychiatric uh, movement, if you want to call it, around wearable brain that we kind of got started in New York. And then we started scaling that. Do you, are you direct consumer or are you kind we of- We are. We are. No, there's a prescription required. So we, we have to partner with telemedicine providers or you go to your own doctor, get a script, you fax it in. Uh, but nowadays, especially during COVID, it was all telemedicine basically. And that's been something that has gone, not that COVID was a disaster, but I mean, in terms of telemedicine becoming uh, so ubiquitous, that's been a huge positive for us um and so uh because you don't need an in-person meeting to get a, a mental health prescription yeah you know unlike if you break your leg or something so so that has really helped us scale our business up actually telemedicine platforms and 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 but again without vc we couldn't do that much in terms of product development i mean we realized you know the device looks a little ugly it's it's not you know we don't have an app um, now customers aren't asking for an app either and i yeah. i you know but but the device works. And, it, and we just we did raise some money starting a couple of years ago. Um, we, we did what's called equity crowdfunding where you can you can it's SEC regulated. So it's regulated kind of like a one level below an IPO. So you have to actually provide audited financials for three years. It's, it's quite a process. It's yeah. expensive. And, and the F- SEC is. How long have you been involved in this journey? How long, when, when was it when you- 12 years now? Well, this summer will be 12 years. So, um, and we just did trials this past year. That's how long it took for us to raise the money uh, and to actually do three large clinical trials. And what that's now allowing us to do, the FDA has over these years also revised how they regulate our category and they've made it more strict, which is, I think a good thing. Um, and which required these clinical trials of us, and so we we were able to afford them. Eight hundred subjects, all done during the pandemic. Uh, three different trials. You know, I can't share the details of the result yet because we're we're trying to get journal publication, and they we want to. But but they were we got positive results. Yeah. I'll say that. And and well,
0: I'm just thinking from an entrepreneurial side of view. Point of view, like in terms of you said twelve years and just things. I'm thinking, and a lot lot of these things you're doing sounds very expensive and like very long term. How are you guys surviving? Obviously, you must be. I mean, what is operations through through?
1: through, So we've we that's why we 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 tried to we made this as close to a vertically integrated e-commerce business for for those years as as we have been able to with the prescription process. So, um, uh, you know, we spend money on Google. And Facebook, and we drive traffic, and we educate them on the website, and we take email. We do email marketing, and we it's very much like an e-commerce business, yeah. except do, obviously. Do, do people buy the device, or do they hire it, or how's, no, how? No, they they know? buy it. So yeah. they are you know you can right now you can buy the device. It's seven hundred dollars on the website, but we have a payment plan, and we have a thirty day return policy, hundred percent return, including and it's free shipping. So basically, you have the device, you've paid for it, but if if, if it doesn't work for you, you send it back zero money, right? Yeah. Because it's free shipping both ways and it's a hundred percent refund policy. And we get about 15% back. Okay. So about 85% of our customers keep it. And that's, that's actually an exceptional rate. Our, our clinical trials, when you do clinical trials, you can only focus on one, basically condition at a time, right? Yeah. The depression, anxiety, and insomnia, anxiety is the largest market. Uh, depression and insomnia are also very large market, yeah. but anxiety is is by percentage of the population, the largest. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, the, the insomnia trial, for instance, we couldn't have people with severe insomnia. They had to have severe insomnia to get into the trial, but they couldn't have anxiety or depression. And, and in the middle of a pandemic, who has severe insomnia, but not, Depression or anxiety. Very few people. So, so that, and so my point is the. We, let, let's say, for argument's sake, we saw seventy percent um, effectiveness rate in our anxiety trial, and we, but we're seeing eighty-five percent of our customers in our commercial business keep the device. I can tell you that the reason why that the commercial business is higher, if if you want to look at that as an effectiveness rate, is. because a lot of people have more than one symptom right a lot of people will have insomnia and anxiety or depression and anxiety or anxiety you know and and insomnia so um so the chance of us working with at least one of those symptoms is is quite high if you have multiple so um and there's no almost i won't say there's no side effects there's about a one percent chance of a of a uh, headache that goes away if you stop using the device or dizziness or skin irritation under the electrode site, and yeah. usually that's just because you have hair care products yeah. that interlact. But that's one percent to give you a nice comparison. SSRI medication has a thirty-eight percent side effect rate. Okay, and those are things like weight gain, sexual dysfunction, mm-hmm. suicidal ideation, vomiting. I mean, you know, um, the list yeah, goes
0: on. So, so yeah, so many things you hear on you know on the adverts. when well, now I'm over here. It does yeah. that bit at the end and said some side effects. <laughs> it just goes rips for them quick, and it's like whoa that's dumb that's a lot
1: Jeez. like your leg's gonna fall over something right and there's always like they're always doing something they're always smiling and doing something positive when they're talking about the like the person like and your colon may fall out you know and yeah. it's like and yeah. they're, they're happy and they're smiling um it's amazing so
0: talk just talk a little bit about again in in you know simple terms as well the, yeah. the brain seem the whole thought behind it what what exactly is it what is it doing and how is it doing it and sure is there any advice you can give around that that accompanies that and help
1: in general yeah Yeah. first of all your brain's an electrical organ it's electrical system so on a very basic level it makes sense that you can treat it with electricity right and 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 not just that but also uh at certain frequencies so your brain actually operates within certain brainwave frequencies um the thing about taking a pill to treat your brain is that it has to go through your digestive system Um, And what we're doing is we're simply putting electrodes on the head and we're delivering electricity to to the brain at a frequency package that is designed to entrain a brainwave state that's a more of a calm brainwave state. When you said alpha at the beginning, the alpha wave brain state. But it's also doing other things. So we've shown in a couple of studies that the device is stimulating serotonin production and lowering cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone, serotonin. is a neurotransmitter that's involved in lots of things from sleep to mood. Uh, there's been a, a couple of studies showing that uh, can regulate the default mode network, which is the central regions of the brain that are responsible for um, the sympathetic nervous system, so the fight or flee. This year, we're going to be doing some research to figure out if our device is improving what's called membrane potential, which is the ability of neuronal cells to uh, transmit uh, proteins, and have kind of, you know, basically as your cells get older, the, the membrane potential reduces. And and there has been some work in pacemaking for hearts uh, that shows uh, that a membrane potential may in fact increase with alternating current. We're using alternating current, which means that the two electrodes that we put on the head that go under a headband, one of them's positive, one, one of them's negative, and then they switch. So the one that's positive becomes negative, and that switching is occurring many, many times a second. And uh, that's called alternating current. What's called direct current, um, you may have some folks out there that are familiar with TDCS, direct current. That th- Those, polarity remains fixed. So the positive, negative. Now, direct current can't entrain a brain state. There's lots of journal articles you could search on PubMed, you know, the NIH, transcranial alternating current stimulation and brainwave entrainment, you'll see that there's lots of studies that uh, show that TACS is what we have, can actually put the brain into that alpha state and keep it there even when you stop using the device. I was to say, and how often, how often do you
0: recommend it? And is, is it only for when someone you know, is having some of these either depression, anxiety, and, or insomnia generally?
1: Great question. So, so we're focused at the moment on medical, which is f- for treating people with these diagnosed conditions um but we also there you you don't have to be at that point you could have you know the the need for stress management right um which pretty much everyone has um and because there's no downside or real downside to the device maybe if you're one out of 100 people you may get a headache 99 out of 100 you won't um and so there's, and then there's all these other cognitive benefits that are, there's more data that's coming out on co- cognitive benefits of brain stimulation, so increases in focus and concentration. So I think there are a lot of wellness reasons to use it, uh, even if you don't have diagnosed uh, depression, anxiety, or insomnia. I, I, I mean, I use it all the time. I, I definitely sleep better with it and and, and it, so it's a, I, is it a daily thing generally is how I, yeah so if if you're if you're really if you're treating symptom if you're you know if you have anxiety mm-hmm. or depression you're going to want to use it first thing when you wake up for 20 minutes and then 20 minutes before you go to bed i'd say if you're using it more for stress management um once a day may be fine or if you're using it for sleep you know, like if you know jet lag right i mean if, or if you're traveling you you can use it less but in terms of clinical guidelines like the clinical trials we did it was morning and evening um and and that can go on very long time until you're you know for weeks until you're in remission a lot of our patients in the trials had like 50 percent or greater improvement like within two weeks so they're it works rapidly um, mm-hmm. as well, so that's the other nice thing: is that it doesn't take. You know, people in the sleep study we're seeing improvements in sleep in the first week, so there, there's, there's quite a bit that can happen rapidly.
0: And uh, we're going to move into the alpha round now. So yeah. I'd like to start that off with: is there a particular favorite quote? You know, all-time favorite quote, the sort of thing you might have up in your office somewhere, or just really sums up your approach to life. Is there anything spring to mind?
1: Yeah, I I have uh, you know uh, this art of war quote. No surprise uh, in my office. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get it perfectly right, and I don't see it, but it basically comes down to if you're a leader, you know, you should set the the bar of of bravery that everyone else should follow. Meaning that don't don't ask of people something you wouldn't do yourself, you know, and in fact do it yourself. And people will will aspirationally try and and, and attain that themselves. And I, and to me, that's like you know a really important idea around leadership. Um, and I think bad leaders start to hide, right? And 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 don't actually go out and do the the hard thing. You know, I think you have to set an example. Is basically what that quote is. There's a lot of other ones from that book. You know, kind of the one that I think a lot of people have heard before has to do with, you know, allowing the enemy to basically destroy themselves. I have seen that over the last 12 years with our competitors, a number of brain stimulation competitors who were actually managed to get venture funding, but went, I'm not going to name them, but they went um, the, 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 the consumer route first instead of medical. And both of them went bankrupt. Um, both of them had way more money to burn than I did. Um, and that to me, you know, validated kind of our approach, which is let's get, let's get the medical thing right. And then yeah. we can go into wellness when everyone knows that we're clinically, you know, when we're evidence-based and yeah. regulated Absolutely. by the FDA and all the things that are important, then I think go into wellness. Uh, so, so, you know, there, I, I, I love art of War quotes, is that the most impactful book for you
0: all time or is there any other a book recommendation?
1: Oh, I'd have to say yes.
0: Yeah. I I mean, say, uh,
1: it. it sounds like it. it sounds like the most I mean, obvious one. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I definitely read old Testament now and then, but, but I, but I, in terms of, yeah, I mean, I spent years of my life working on that book. So it was, it was the work most impactful for sure.
0: Resources we've been talking, you know, about the, the, the device and other things. Are there any other resources you can recommend around uh, brain stimulation whether it's uh you know information or anything else or just something you use in your daily life it doesn't have to be with to do with brain stimulation
1: you think is a good recommendation if you're feeling depressed and if you if i would say it's worth going to get like a physical because or or because you get the blood test and the physical and i when i got a blood test um that was another thing i did to reverse my depression because i, I discovered that i was uh Really deficient in B12, and literally within about two or three weeks after taking B12 supplements and changing my diet, so I was eating more things like sardines and salmon and and so forth. Um, I really it really made a difference. I, I would also say the same thing is true with alcohol. It's like if you really want to make an impact on your brain, it's okay to have a drink once in a while. I'm not, you know, I, I and, yeah. and I, you know, I've 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 partied in my day. I, you know, I I don't I don't. I don't drink anymore, um, and I mean I'm forty. I probably look younger, but I, I'm I'm forty-seven, and I I think um you know getting, cutting alcohol out actually makes a huge difference on mood. So and and you'll feel, you'll feel better. And yeah. I know it's hard, but there are other there are resources out there. Um, and I just would say, you know, try if you, you kind of know when you need to, yeah. you know, yeah. I think, you, you know, you kind of know, yeah. and, and, uh, it does, it does make a difference. It does make a difference. So um, I haven't gone through the bulk of the interview, um, from your network, who do you think?
0: And, uh, we're pretty much out of time now, but what is the best way people can connect with you if they want to
1: continue this conversation or follow up? FisherWallace.com. F I S H E R Wallace, uh, and you can email info at Fisher Wallace. You can ask for me. The email will, will get sent to me. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. So if you're into LinkedIn, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, contacting Fisher Wallace. You can call us too. Do the ask for me. You know. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Likewise. Appreciate it.
0: This episode is sponsored by the Talk Accelerator, increase your influence, income and impact. If you've ever thought or dreamed or wondered what it would be like to do a TEDx talk, you can do that. So head over to talkxcelerator.com forward slash masterclass and you can get this completely free 45 minute training masterclass on how to become a TEDx speaker and thought leader in under 12 months without desperately chasing and wasting your time on the wrong opportunities. That training is brand new for 2021. You can jump over there. It really digs into the three key secrets to landing your own TEDx talk. All right, have a great week. Amplify your message and amplify your mission. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back.